Hey everyone, welcome to Two G's and a Pods. Two gals on a mission to educate, empower and entertain. I'm MG. And I'm NG. Let's get started. So I'll give anyone a tenor who can guess who was speaking at each of those ones. Did you see what we did there? We switched it up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this podcast, episode nine, oh my goodness, we are coming to a close of um, season one, sorry. Last one will be episode 10, and we've got some special guests on for you for that one, but we'll explain about that soon. So episode nine is all about answering your questions that you gave us on our stories and anything that you've been um, putting into the question box lately. Yes, it's quite exciting because this, like we say, will be one of our educational podcasts, and they are our three pillars, educate, educate, empower, and entertain. Mm. So we have been looking back actually at the episodes to make sure that we are covering them, aren't we? Yeah, and providing value and fun. Yeah, and as always, we will actually we'll, we'll be asking this. We want to know um, what you guys all want to see for episode for season two, um, which is going to be getting a bit smooth on our words. <laughs> too much coffee, too much coffee, too much caffeine, and you know I've had quite a well-rested weekend, haven't oh, we? Oh, we have. I feel amazing. Yeah, we've woke up today, energised, we managed CrossFit, we went to Costa, done our work block, now we're doing podcasting. We are winning the day. You text me this morning at, I think, what, 5.45. Are you up? I just text you, yippee, and I think he says, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking do this. Just keeping each other accountable. We've got a busy couple of weeks coming up. We're focusing a lot on business. Big news revealed soon, by the way. And I know we keep saying that, but we will start drip feeding the info. I know you're all waiting for it. It's going to be so worth the wait, though. I hope you are all as buzzing as we are. Um, but yeah, we had a brilliant weekend different again from the last two weekends. Yep. But just so amazing. We had breath work with your best pal, Karen Ellis. Karen Ellis. Oh, wow. Look her up on Insta. She's offering free sessions at the moment. She's building up her portfolio and she's absolutely fantastic. If you think breath work and you think about what is that? What are the expectations? How do I even do it? She is your gal. We went in with no expectations or what, didn't even really know what it was about. No. And, oh, the emotions were high, Michelle, yep. weren't they? I thought I was going to chill for an hour. Like, just like, you know, the gentle yoga meditation. Mm-hmm. I was quite tired as well. I thought I might just sleep. <laughs> and, oh, my God, what an experience. I actually forgot. I did put a wee video on my Instagram. I forgot to mention this. So, Karen had said, you know, like, sometimes you make noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a few. I don't know. The music was quite loud. So, um, it was good. Like, you could just let it go. So, at one point, when I was breathing out, I was uh-huh. going... Woo! I did hear did that. You hear that. I did hear that, but I couldn't tune in whether it was your voice or yep. like the music. I'm like, oh, you go, girl, you go, for you it. go, girl. Do you know I couldn't stop? You go, Glenn Coco. Why do you reference? By the way, guys, if you've seen our Mean Girls post lately, please go and like it because we thought it was brilliant, and we've hardly had any likes. I know. <laughs> and. Please share. See if you. We were learning about this at International Fitness Summit. See if you like something. Like share it to your story. You have no idea how much of an impact it has, like on the like the small business, um, and that could be for anything, like not just ours, but any small business that you see that you like, and you think I relate to that, or they've got this kind of similar values to me. Like share it. Um, we even need to start doing more of that with other people that we like, like yeah. even influencers, mm-hmm. whatever. Even if uh-huh. they've got a big following, it makes you realize, like actually, I like that. People that follow me, they're probably got similar values, so they could benefit from like what we yeah, share seeing it and then uh-huh. possibly sharing it as well it's about it's passing on the what do you call it passing on the goodwill yeah <laughs> absolutely but yeah we love that Ernie. do you have a lady problem <laughs> 
a heavy smile and a wide set vagina. We were absolutely <laughs> wet in our shells. So. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners will have seen Mean Girls. That's classic. It. You all know what we're talking about, so get it on your stories. And we've all got lady problems, so... <laughs> I like how I find it so funny because I had no lady problems at the time. Yeah. And the more we share about these things, the more comfortable we'll be, the more it we're just like we're all in it together and we can help each other. So Absolutely. Share your lady problems. Share your lady problems. <laughs> um, but oh, I would just come back to the breath work. Another noise that I made, which I honestly I had like, no control over, and it was in my, my giggle. I was breathing out and it happened about two or three times. I went... <laughs> Like, you're at the animal farm i was having all the time. i think i just let myself go it was it was mental it was like an outer body experience it um, was but i'm fantastic so thank you karen yes thanks karen we love you uh right so we've got a couple of questions to get through so thank you so much for sending them in Um, they're all about things that we discuss and that we love so we are ready to get started i'm yeah. going to kick us off with um you had a question in how do I get over negative um negative self-body image? Mm. Um so a couple of notes that I had here, something I've absolutely experienced, and now something that I'm not saying is totally away because it can be related to time of the month, but there's also other ways. So basically, I wanted to ask you um if you suffer with negative body self-body image. Think it when you get these feelings, I want you to have a think about it and think, right, okay. How did this come on? Was it triggered by something in particular? And journaling really helps. So if you're having a day, say you've woke up and you've looked in the mirror and you think, I don't like what I see. Is this just sometimes? If it's just sometimes, um, which could be in my case, sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel great. Then usually I know that that's related to my monthly cycle. Um, When our hormones are playing up, progesterone in particular, the pain in the butt hormone, it can have, it just brings a negative, like, we just think differently. So I know for me, it's just hormonal. And if that's the case for you, then start to recognize that and start to track it. And if it's coming up at the same time, monthly, then you know what's to do with your hormones. And actually like being aware of that, it makes me deal with it. I know, right, okay, it's just my time of the month. That's fine. If it's all the time, I want you to ask yourself, and this is when we can get a wee bit deeper, but so important. Think, what is this stopping you from doing in your day-to-day life? it will be having huge effect on other areas of your life it could be stopping you getting out the house it could be stopping you going to the gym it'll be having effects on like your well-being your relationships your mood and like everything obviously around that so if it's if it's happening all the time um, then ask yourself how much energy am I losing by thinking about this um, it might be taking up a lot of your your brain power and just again really affecting what you do so say you're wanting to go to the gym and get started on your health and fitness journey or you're already started but these negative self-body images days come into play and it maybe stops you going to the gym but how much energy are you losing thinking that and if that belief wasn't there or if you could do something to just block it out what would be different you would probably get up, you would go to the gym and you'd be working away on what you want to be working. You'd be feeling better, you'd be feeling positive um, and you'd be getting closer towards your goals. So what I'm trying to say is there is it is holding you back and yes, it's hard. Um, You might still not be happy with what you see in the mirror, but if you know, right, you're working towards your goals and you're doing something about that, then that's going to build your confidence and it's going to help those um, negative days so yeah, I think, oh, and then this little last question to ask yourself, 
I feel like I've just went blah, 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 blah. But it's definitely <laughs> a subject that I'm passionate about. Um, this is a good question, right? So these days are going to come and go. They still come and go for me. But ask yourself, if I heard my daughter talking to herself like this, how would that make me feel? And that's deep, but I know that you would not like to hear that. You'd be thinking, oh my God, I wish she didn't feel that way. What can I do to help change her mind? Um, so just try and anytime it comes into your mind, ask yourself that. You'd want to obviously do your absolute everything to get her out of that. Um, and then you would just use those tips that I've just told you there. So yeah, hope well, that it's helps. even like your daughter, your mum, yep. your friend, like what would they say and what would you do if you heard them mm -hmm. saying those things? And I think the key thing here is just to get curious. Like you said, is it happening at a particular time of the month? Mm -hmm. Do you notice any patterns? What's been happening before that? Have you um, brought awareness to maybe something that's maybe triggering that? And I suppose another wee thing there is um, have a bank of strategies or options that you can do when this feeling comes up. So it could be when I feel like this, I phone this friend or I go mm -hmm. out a walk or I go for a bath or anything that you know is going to be more beneficial than the negative self-talk and putting you down. And it's that cost-benefit kind of, what do you call that, paradigm? Who knows? I don't know if I made that word up. Um, <laughs> so as like, what's the cost of you speaking to yourself like that or mm -hmm. continuing to feel like this? Is there any benefit to it? And it's, when you start um, weighing that up, things become a lot more clearer on a, a better path to choose or a more goal-aligned path. Yeah. And like you say, like if you've got a plan in place, so start to recognise, start to take notes. So when it does happen again, you've actually got, right, okay, last time I'd done this, that made me feel better. I'm going to do that again. Mm -hmm. um, so you're prepared for it happening because we're not saying that it's, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. But if you can have a plan of action. And I think this is a topic that we love speaking about because it's something we've went through ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's something that we continue to talk about. It's something we really like helping others to get past. And it's there's something I always say is you can be a work in progress, but a masterpiece all at the same time. And yeah. you don't need to look perfect to live your life. Uh-huh. Um, I was just talking about kind of building confidence um, this week with the Strong Mum Club. And I was saying, you know, like people think that, oh, I'll be confident when I get to X weight or when I look like this, but we don't know how our body's actually going to change. So rather than wait until you are at whatever weight, you know, you can build your confidence along the way by recognizing what you're doing, mm -hmm. celebrating those strengths. And why not enjoy the journey? Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to see if you want to change your your habits or your body image like you you can do that it's going to make you happier and healthier but enjoying it along the way and actually like feeling all those wins um is going to be much more enjoyable than just waiting until you get to x amount of weight because if that's the case you'll get there and actually you still won't be happy well um, it's like what we mentioned last week that we heard at ifs about confidence is how who you are and who you show up as a person yeah. not the aesthetics or the way that you look yeah side note by the way ifs so i was listening <laughs> to um ec method podcast and chloe was asking emma so was there any hotties at ifs <laughs> <laughs> chloe was like if i was single i'd be going to all the fitness expos all the events <laughs> and just start speaking speaking to everybody chloe <laughs> me laugh. she's, she's so funny, funny. Uh, she's, uh, i think she'd be a good laugh to hang about she with she would she just says it as it is and i love it totally. um right okay so my question um, a question that was put into the pod was about vitamins and supplements. So 
Um, I think this is, can be a topic that's maybe a bit overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know, should I take this? Should I take that? Especially when it comes to social media, they're taking this, so it must be good for me. Um, so I think with the vitamins and supplements side of things, is just try to get as much vitamins and minerals from your proper whole foods first. And then if you're stuck, that's when you can think about supplements such as maybe like protein powders. So for example, if a client's really struggling to up their protein, things like um, the powders can really help maybe mix it in yogurt or porridge. Um, and it can also give um, porridge that sweeter taste. As you all know, I love a bowl of porridge with some sweet protein powder and chocolate toppings. Your death row meal. Oh, yes. Give me it any day of the week. But to be honest, I've actually had it in a while. You know? um, I will go back to it since I've mentioned it. Um, creatine is another one that you'll hear a lot about. That's definitely the one that I could I would recommend that everybody takes. Mm -hmm. um, we actually produce it in the body. I'm pretty sure I read this, but just not enough. We already ah, produce it in the body, but it's just not enough. So that's why I supplement up. it. Um, it improves strength, power, muscle mass, recovery, cognition, and this benefits whether you gym it or not, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're training or not. Um, another one I would take probably or even consider, especially if you live in Scotland or a place with lack of sun, is vitamin D. Um, obviously, unfortunately, yep. you do not live in a place of <laughs> sunshine. Magnesium as well, I've heard, is, can, you know, yeah. can have its benefits during, especially during menstrual cycle with cramping and a good for supporting the immune system but if I was to choose two out of that list I would probably say creatine and vitamin B yeah no definitely and just want to back up what you said there at the start and I know I've been guilty of this in the past like thinking oh right I want to take vitamins and stuff but actually I just had to get my nutrition right Aye. Um, and even some days like sometimes I'm thinking I'm tired like why am I tired and I'm like well if I can nail nutrition sleep like hydration that's going to be better than yeah. taking vitamins um i think people think it should always be something fancy and yeah. out there and new but it's the basics that work the simple things right. like you just said there hydration nutrition yep. get that on point and then see get if there's a bed uh, yeah get to sleep yes yeah, sleep. Go to sleep just um but you're far away focusing on those basic things and then if you're still feeling a bit sluggish or still um not seeing many results then it's maybe uh -huh. time to look at something else yeah explore what's in front of you first totally one of my wee goals i've said this a couple of times don't even know how to kind of measure it right enough so that's a daft goal but i was like i want to get to a place where my nutrition is that great that i'm then looking at supplements mm -hmm. like and i know that's already probably set myself up for failure because i'm i do like a lot of like i like to be very flexible with my diet because i've realized you can totally be flexible but i just i'd love to be like oh my god i choose health all the time that then when I I mean if I'd done that I'd be feeling energy on top of the world that I would then supplement we like to be even better you but... getting on the roids <laughs> <laughs> no way who was they imagine me like even more of a wee tank um, I've got that um, picture in my head you know the one with Kim Kardashian she's got the best top on with these big man muscles I've seen I've sent it to you a few times I'm like oh my god is that what we look like now I was like going to your Christmas like it like this I'm like oh no um, oh god that's anyway. so funny I know because actually on that note like I just said to you this morning so I'm going to my wee spontaneous holiday <laughs> booked it like two weeks ago or something and we're going in two weeks and it's as such an amazing feeling feeling like actually I can go on holiday now like I do not need to diet mm -hmm. um but I do want to be feeling my absolute best so I was like do you know what I'm gonna like I am gonna bump up my protein I'm gonna bump up my my bro my broccoli <laughs> I'm obsessed with broccoli 
I mean, it's all right, but I say it's the best. <laughs> the vegetables, but just it makes me feel healthy. Um, but what was I thinking of that about? Yeah, because I was like, sometimes actually when I'm eating like more whole foods, I do feel more energy. Mm. Just got a wee bit of a, oh, I can eat what I want, which I mean, I can, but I could be eating better. So yeah, to say, okay, um, a bit of room for improvement. Yeah. Maybe like a social occasion or something special is coming up. It's not to say that you need to go drastic and change everything you're doing, but maybe just a couple of places to tighten things tighten up things so that up. You, you do feel yeah. your best, most favourite like, self. holy shit balls. I holy <laughs> shit balls. <laughs> Oh, I fucking holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! And that dance floor cut some shapes. I know. So, next question. Mm-hmm. Um, right, this was one I wanted to take this one because uh, I could um talk about it all day long. So, one of our amazing listeners asks, "How do I build my core so when I'm lifting heavy things, I don't feel like my insides are going to fall out?" And believe it or not, this listener is not like early postpartum, which really makes me like want to rave about this topic even more because. Obviously, a lot of we've all probably heard do your pelvic floor exercises, um, but I know many of us, and this this is like even before you've had a baby, and well afterwards as well, they're still so important. Um, so the pelvic floor, believe it or not, is like any other muscle. It's like your bicep or your quad. It needs to be trained, although so many of us don't do it. So that when we actually need it, like it's ready to function. So say you're going to pick up something heavy. If you're used to training like, you know, your legs, your biceps or whatever, when you need to use them, they're ready to go. So the pelvic floor, it's like a wee hammock. It's made up of your bladder, your, your I can never say this. Urethra. Urethra. <laughs> Urethra. <laughs> and your anus, right? So it's made, it's a hammock. Your anus a, and urethra. It sounds like two flat, well, flat anuses. Well, anyway, sorry, continue. It's a hammock supporting the, I'm actually doing the actions right now, supporting the bottom of your core. Um, and obviously during pregnancy, this gets weakened. Even if you've had a C-section, it's not just if the baby's obviously came down that way, it's putting pressure on your your, your pelvic floor all the time. <laughs> um, so when we then go to pick up anything heavy, like even again, this happens to us sometimes, even if you've not had a baby, you might feel like, oh, you know, I felt a little bit weakness down there. Um, so it's very important to train these muscles, especially when we do want to go lift anything heavy. Now, in the gym, like doing squats, doing deadlifts, doing bit your bench press, doing lunges, it, it's going to work your core, um, which is basically like your it's called your transverse abdominal muscles right around the outside of your core. If you think of your core as like a tube of Pringles, mm-hmm. your pelvic floor support in the bottom of that. So actually, we could say like, okay, to train your core, like go do that, de- go do a deadlift. But actually, if it, um, our listener here is finding that right when she's doing deadlifts, she's feeling weak on the inside, it's the pelvic floor muscles and the deep core that needs to be worked. So there is actually, you know, like your muscles have got fast twitch and slow twitch. Mm-hmm. Your pelvic floor's got that as well. Oh, which is so interesting. I, know, that. I know, it's so cool So it needs the fast twitch muscles for things like coughing, laughing and lifting. But it needs to train slow twitch as well for like holding in the toilet. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it's the same as like, you know, like sprinters, they need fast twitch. Uh-huh. Where like endurance athletes need more slow twitch. So I need to do that when I'm doing double unders. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to pee I, myself. I have peed myself on double I unders before. Dribbled. Remember, remember I texted you, I had just got them. Like It took me ages to get them. And I had just got the rhythm. But I mean, I was peeing, but I think I was like in front. And I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I am not stopping. I'm winning this. So yes, so that just shows we've not had a baby, but 
You need to get those fast twitch. So I wanted to do a wee analogy to help everyone understand because people get told to pretend that you're holding in a wee, mm-hmm. but apparently that brings on urine infections. That's right, we not, don't want that. Yeah, that's not a, a, a good way to tell people how to contract their pelvic floor. There's loads of different ways. We do it in the Strong Mum Club. And if I actually have a free video on my YouTube channel, so get in touch if you need help. Um, but it's basically to think about as if you are pelvic floors like an elevator in fact I'm not going to go into it it's too much to talk and breathe at the same time but I've got uh-huh. the video on my YouTube channel so people can get in touch oh well um, yeah they could yeah you just to get it sent over sent over aye it's as easy as that but basically start doing it ASAP it will help you lift heavier in the gym the stronger mm-hmm. you are on the inside and a wee analogy again I like to use is think of like if you were building a house like we would not build a house on like cracked bricks or like uneven like we wouldn't Imagine your bricks weren't cemented. Like the house is going to then have problems. Mm-hmm. It's going to topple over, basically. The strong foundations. Yeah. Build the strong foundations on the inside mm-hmm. that will literally get you heavier on the heavier. Literally allow you to lift heavier on mm-hmm. the outside. So anyway, I hope that helps um, our listener when she's listening to this. You know where I am. I can help you with this because you are getting so strong on the outside. Like we are so proud of where you're at. Um, and I know that this is going to help you progress even further. Oh, amazing. And I learned quite a few things. Quite a few bits, there. bits there as well. Um, everyone knows it would be their shell. <laughs> and that doesn't give you a right to call us pushy pants. <laughs> anyway, okay. Next question from one of our listeners is, I constantly feel like I have no energy. Why is this? Could be... Oh, so basically there could be many reasons here. First of all, I'd take a close look at your routine and how your week is planning out. Where are you spending the bulk of your time? What times of the day do you have high energy or low energy? And what expectations are you putting on yourself? So it'd be a lot of kind of chit-chat around that and asking different questions back and forth to try and get to the root cause of it. Um, And then other things such as sleep. You know, what are you doing before bedtime that could be impacting the energy? Are you getting enough? Is it consistent? Also things like your nutrition, are you eating enough? Are you eating the right foods? Um, are you eating foods that are making you feel good or foods that you think you should be in? Even th- simple things like breakfast in the morning, are you skipping meals? Because, you know, maybe that's something that you've seen that you think you should be doing. Um, are you saving too many calories? Think about the weekend sometimes. Are you someone who tries to bank all their calories during the week so that you can, you know, eat less party harder at the Mm. weekend but sometimes that's just not always suitable for you and your lifestyle and it's definitely not sustainable especially in your 30s yes uh, which can obviously lead to a lot of things like burnout so yeah summed up you need to take a close look at your life in a more holistic way it's not just about your food and training yeah what would you say michelle so i was just been i was listening to you there and i was thinking back to even like maybe information i've given out before so say when people are like trying to be flexible with their calories for the weekend Mm -hmm. and say they're on a low calorie deficit of like 1600 or something and want to save a sensible amount for the weekend it's actually really difficult because i've now realized like 1600 is not a lot of calories and if you want to try and save some for that you actually need to make sure that like you're eating like a lot of whole foods like whole foods a lot of veggies yeah packed with protein and i think Maybe the mistake that a lot of people are making is they don't realise that 
even if they were like just say for some people 100 200 calories mm-hmm. over what we the deficit we give them they're probably still in a deficit but just yeah. a very slight deficit so trying to take that like much lower uh-huh. than what the target is that we've given them can often lead to that friday feeling of oh i've been good all week i'm actually starving you end up going out and you maybe end up having more than what you maybe yeah. would anyway because you've kind of restricted yourself so much during the week mm-hmm. And then that's when it kind of leads to that kind of all or nothing mindset. The fuck it button could appear. Yep. So yeah, it's definitely best seeking a little bit of help if that's a strategy that you're trying to use, I think. Definitely. I think people think it's it's like, oh, this is easy. I'll do a calorie deficit. This is simple. It's really not as simple as that. And like, as we were saying there, so say you were, you're trying to save calories for the weekend. People do it, but that's why people are shattered, I think, because they're maybe not making the most optimal decisions out of the calories they've got, because that is actually really hard. It takes a lot Mm -hmm. of preparation, a lot of, like, discipline. Um, So if they're managing to stick to then an even lesser deficit, whilst grabbing on the go, like, they're not eating a much, and people do it, and then no wonder wonder people are shattered and low Mm -hmm. energy, and yes, it's... Yeah, so the main thing is look at your lifestyle as a whole, Mm -hmm. not just your food and not just training uh-huh. look at whole lifestyle sleep what are you doing on your high energy days what are you doing on your low energy days and um, when do you experience high energy can you take advantage mm-hmm. of that a little bit more because there's going to be some days and times where you do have low energy like try and take advantage of what your lifestyle and your routine looks like yep. and make it work for you totally I mean I actually think like <laughs> I think my habits are pretty good and I'm still shattered mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but that's, that's just a normal bodily, what is it? Function, function. React, not a function, but a reaction. Like, yeah. if you're up at half five in the morning, of course you're going to be tired by four yeah, o'clock in the afternoon. Totally. Your body is tired. But I've noticed now, so my new plan going forward is, obviously we've been doing it the last few days, which has been great. 6.15, more for routine. It's not, I don't know, it's just, it's helped me work better. Um, but then I need to be in bed by half past nine, like phone down by mm-hmm. nine, in bed by half past nine. Like no ifs or buts about it. If not, then I can expect to be shattered. Shattered, yeah. yeah. Um, so our next question here is, why is it hard to maintain your results? Um, so a lot of reasons. I think because if you've got a yo-yo diet history, well, that's one of the reasons. But also a successful diet, it's not about how much body fat or weight you lose on the scale. The question is, can you maintain that like six months, one year later, the rest of your life? I've been in a maintenance phase now for, oh, it'll be two years actually, two years come December, um, which is funny. And sometimes I'm always like, oh, do I, need to, do I need to diet again? Because it's been years and years of on a diet, off a diet, on a diet, mm. off a diet. So you do, I need to keep reminding myself, no, wait a minute, this is maintenance and it's bloody great. But it's, this is why it is so hard. So even if you've like, even if it's not been a yo-yo diet, say you've lost body fat with a nice sensible deficit, say 1700 calories 1800 calories that's like some people will hear that and go oh that's far too much it's really not so that's a sensible deficit say you've done that for like five months right you've you've lost body fat in them which is fab but sometimes then people think oh right okay I'll stop tracking altogether and I'll go back I'm not in my diet anymore because they see this as a diet but actually your diet is just what you eat um but people think right I've stopped my diet now I'm going to go back to how I was eating before and if you had to lose body fat in the first place, if you go back to how you were eating before, chances are you've been in a surplus, which is more calories than you need to stay the same. 
So um, the thing is with maintenance is it's boring. <laughs> people people like being in a calorie deficit because they feel like it's a challenge. They feel like, right, I'm making progress. And sometimes it's actually easier to stick to. When you're at maintenance, you still need to make those same choices as you did in your calorie deficit. But you can eat a wee bit more. So it's great. But as I say, sometimes I think people don't like maintenance. They then think, oh, it's, you know, I'm not making any progress. But if you think about it, like if you've been on a yo-yo diet all your life, you've finally managed to like get something you can be consistent with, you're going to need to go through times and phases of maintenance. And rather than thinking, right, I'm really busy. Say it's Christmas, it's December. Oh my God, I've got something on every single weekend. People think to themselves, well, I can't lose any body fat. So I just won't bother. But looking at it and thinking, oh my God, if I can maintain, you might not be in your desired body shape just now, that's fine. If you can maintain for a month, for example, then pick up the deficit again, that's so much better than thinking, ah, stuff it, I can't lose body fat, so I'll just like go back to my old habits. Um, It is really hard. I think that's the thing with maintenance is it's hard. Like you say, you still need to make better choices and you need, need to get comfortable with the fact that some days you are going to go over as long as you don't think, oh, I'll just keep going over because I've absolutely ruined all my progress. You're not going to undo five months of progress with one month of maintenance. You're going to maintain. Um, another reason I think um, maintenance is so hard is like, actually, as I was just saying there, like, need to still choose vegetables. Need yeah. to still, and like we were spoke about two or three weeks ago, changing habits. It takes, what is it, like 12 to 18 months? Yeah, so well, you, some say 66 days, some say 21, right. some say longer than that, yeah. Like for them actually to change and like make it uh -huh. something that it just becomes, so yeah, you need to, you can't just like, oh, I'm going to eat like, you know, optimal foods for three months, then I'm just going to go back to eating whatever, like you need to get comfortable with the fact of, and that's why we always encourage people, you know, like, right, have that takeaway, you know, I'll uh -huh. people come to me saying, right, okay, I'm not going to have any takeaways for three months, I'm like, no, I want you to have one, because you're going to need to learn how to have that in the long run yeah um i suppose that's why it's so important though like you're saying about you're still going to need to eat vegetables but it's about finding the things that you actually enjoy yeah and you can make something part of your lifestyle so there's there's going to be a vegetable that you hate uh-huh don't eat it then but there's hundreds of other options that you could choose and explore absolutely and i had actually wrote down here like if people were to maybe step into me in your life people might think oh they're on a diet we're not um, like we're mean use both we have a diet but we're not on a diet yeah. you know like a diet's just the food just what you eat, eat. Yeah. and people would maybe think like oh that is like are they cho no, like we've chosen to eat that like for example when we were coming back on the train from london uh-huh and we both were like we went for the this really amazing choice that we really wanted to eat um or poke bowls but uh -huh. it's like it was full of health i think like yeah you know the sushi rice and like veg protein not because we were trying to lose body fat it's because like right okay that's a good choice yeah. for our and it's like that makes us feel good that's Aye. what i was saying in the previous answer like try and choose foods that are making you feel good yeah. think about some of the yes there's a place for like mcdonald's and takeaways and stuff like that but have a wee think how mm -hmm. does it make you feel when you eat those like afterwards yes it's nice in the moment it's tasty but Nine times out of ten, after you take away, you feel sluggish, you're tired, you've got that kind of carb overload, you're like, oh, yeah. the baby appears, you know, like, it's totally foods that make you feel good and energised. Yeah, most definitely. of the time, most, most of the time. Of the time. Um, and my big tip is as well, so say you have lost a certain amount of body fat, you're happy with where you are, don't just stop tracking. If you've done it 
tracking your calories, like bring yourself up to maintenance and track for a long period of time. I tracked at maintenance calories for probably about, I'm going to say six months. You don't need to do that. That's quite long, but you want to be able to see that actually like, so say 2,200 calories for me, I think like that's still not that much, Mm -hmm. Um, but getting comfortable with the fact that oh, I can have like three, four meals here out of those calories. It actually helps build a really well-balanced diet because you've maybe looked at maintenance calories before and thought it's a bad thing, thought, oh, that's so much. But if you think about a day where, you know, you have hit the fuck it button, like how much calories you've actually ate that day mm-hmm. as you know, maintenance calories is nothing compared to that. So yeah, get comfortable at maintenance calories. Realize it's a great place to be. Use it to your advantage over busy times a month, whether you're on holiday, like, and get to know what's in the foods that you're eating Mm -hmm. so that you can eventually move away from my fitness pal and have control and over your choices. Maintenance is a great place to be. Great place. You have to take the decisions out of it. Mm -hmm. You can kind of just, if you've built really good, strong, healthful habits, it's just just part of your routine really. and it, it's quite and another reason it's quite hard is because you've got a wee bit extra leeway uh-huh so yeah. you need to then still be like oh I can have this but I still can't have too much of it it's Aye. not loads more yeah like for, say you've been on 1700 you're now at 2000 that's only 300 more that's not much at all mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just a bit not going tonto after a, a diet and feel like a lower calorie phase yeah. which so again on. is why it's so important to try and seek out a little bit of help yeah try and solve the the problems that you have that you can do on your own but Mm -hmm. then ask for help from people who are a bit more experienced yeah totally other questions question here from someone who's training for 10k um, and lost about 20 inches but i'm stuck and need help to get more off so first of all i'm going to start with amazing on your progress so far yep um, I hope training's going well and good luck in the 10k I don't know if it's been yet or it's coming up but amazing it would be good to maybe have a little bit more information to answer this question I'd like to know things like diet history relationship with the food your goals your starting point where you want to go so definitely feel free to get in touch um, with this and we can maybe have a little chat mm-hmm. about it but I'd like to look at this question like this one, you've done something really positive for yourself. Your goal here looks like it's training for the 10K, doing really well with that. And as a byproduct of all the healthful habits that you've put in place and that you're creating and consistently doing by the looks of things, you've lost body fat, you're getting fitter and your body shape is changing. And that's an absolute massive win. So where I'd start here is two wee things. One, what's the main goal right now? Two, how long has this stuck period lasted? And this is something that after our conversation, we'd probably get more to the nitty gritty of things. But movement is probably where the kind of goal seems to be lying at the moment because you're training for your 10K. So then we'd probably have a little look at your nutrition and it looks like you're you're obviously losing inches. So you have been in a calorie deficit. Now, my advice would be to focus on the main goal, keep the training going, and make sure you're fueling, recovering, and giving it with a little bit of patience, I reckon you are going to see results and more changes again with your body shape. Yeah, I think that sounds fab, Nicole. Patience is key. Patience um, is yeah, key. Let us know how long, obviously, like you say, the stuck, um, you feel like you've been stuck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, there's that wee, um, is that a meme you would call it? And it's like, 
it's the guy digging, digging for the diamonds. <laughs> yeah. And then there's only like a tiny wee bit of wall that oh, ties back. So you could be so close and it could literally just be one wee thing that I would suggest or Michelle would mm-hmm. suggest. And it could be a wee game changer for you. So it's definitely something I would explore a little bit more if you are still in this stuck feeling. Yeah. Amazing if you're not and you've managed to like just push past and get those diamonds. I know. But um, yes, definitely reach out for help. And how exciting with your 10K as well. I've actually seen you out running. And so I know you've been training for it, which is amazing. So let us know when that is. Um, and then like, just really celebrate the fact that you're that's yeah. a huge achievement I think is a long distance mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. absolutely um, cool we have another wee question here but I'm actually not going to go into too much detail on this just because we are cautious of time and I have all the information you need in a training a zoom training so it's about training around your menstrual cycle and yes it is harder there's a lot of things to consider we can basically like take longer to recover at certain times of the, the menstrual cycle. We're hotter. Um, our body te- temperature is um, hotter. So like, you know, things feel so much harder. Um, there's lots to consider. So if you want more information on this, we've actually posted it on our stories quite a bit because we want women to to learn it's more about our cycles. Yes, yeah. and know so much about your body. Oh, it's the when you, as we always say, knowledge is power. But also it's quite interesting because sometimes like added there's a basically there's a wee time you run so see when you ovulate you have a spike in testosterone it's the only time really testosterone spikes for us females and sometimes that's when you can get a pb and stuff mm. but if you look too much into it sometimes you can think to yourself oh i'm gonna be really strong today and sometimes you're just not yeah and then other times you can say to yourself oh this is going to be my weak phase and then you don't ex- so yeah bottom line it's so knowledge is power but sometimes it's not good to know too much <laughs> That's so back to front. Uh, I have a really good training on it. So let me know if anybody wants it. Send us your email and we'll send you that. Yep. So that's us coming towards the end of episode nine. And one wee thing that I'd like you to get in touch with us, something really important. We mentioned it on our last episode. So obviously we are going to be thinking about maybe trying to get something quite memorable and welcome packs for clients. And we mentioned the dildos (laughs) last week. We've not had much feedback on it. I don't know if you are either shocked, um, <laughs> either you've not heard it, not heard it, but think about something. If we were to send you a welcome pack to say, welcome on board and welcome to our communities, what could be in there to be like, ah, that's Nicole and Michelle? <laughs> what would be memorable? Um, please let us know we'd love to hear as much feedback as possible yeah. and if it's the dildos then fucking tell us and we'll put the dildos in <laughs> but um, we would like to know your answer please <laughs> so yes that's the end of episode 9 episode I love 10 that one, Nicole it's a bit of a mixture of like we said education empowering and entertainment ticked all the boxes ticked all the boxes the way we think so anyway <laughs> well Next week, we've got some special guests. Yes, I wonder how empowering, entertaining, and educational that'll be. And I wonder if you get, I wonder if you've guessed who it is. That was like a panto. Oh no, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, it was. (laughs) And with that, we will love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. (laughs) See you next week.